Welcome to Combat Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated to UFC and Bellator discussion, the MMA community, and combat sports in general. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and joining me this week is the man who purified himself over the barbecue flame, John Keyes. Yes, yes. Hello, everybody. Happy. Well, I won't say happy Memorial Day. I will say I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day today. Spend time with loved ones and remember, you know, our fallen brothers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, KC had a previous engagement, so he is not joining us tonight. But we still have a lot to talk about. Even though we didn't cover any fights this weekend, we'll jump right into Finding the Angles, our segment where we look at the headlines that are getting attention in the MMA world. This is Finding the Angles. Finding the Angles. This is Finding the Angles. This is where we're talking about the headlines that people are talking about uh, in the MMA world. The first thing we're going to talk about is from Twitter and ESPN. Even though we didn't cover any fights, you know, we typically cover the Bellator and UFC, there is another promotion that's out there that's making its way up the ladder when it comes to getting eyeballs. And that's not, I'm not talking about 1FC, I'm talking about PFL, Professional Fight League. Man, you're talking about taking an eyeball. I mean, I think they literally will try and take an eyeball at this point. They are, I'm, I'm, I think we need to really start putting a spotlight on a PFL. I, we like, we like their, how they do their rankings. We like the bracket, the season system. It works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and the, the other thing that I like about it is it's, it, you know, we've, we've already invested in ESPN plus. So they're on ESPN plus as well. So we can actually watch those very easily. You know, one of the things I talked about last year is the fact that um, of the PFL that I had watched, it was interesting, just the format of the entire league. But what they needed was they needed better distribution, and they got it with ESPN on ESPN+. Plus. So now we can watch the fights. I, I went and I was working on watching some of the fights from last week. Um, because it's you know it's kind of like a weekly or biweekly type thing where fighters are working their way through a you know a regular season before they get to what's called the playoffs, um, and you know this is something that we, we're at the second week of the season. Um, there are no champions; only the winner is crowned as champion, and then when the season starts up again, all championship belts are removed, and you're just another fighter working his way up the ladder. And I love that part of the PFL. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, like I said, I, I, why can't, why haven't we seen this before? I mean, heck, if we even just used it just to just to modify our ranking system, that would be a, a more standardized way of doing it. There's no, there's, the, and not only that, but fighters see who they're automatically going to fight unless there's an injury, God forbid. But they, the fighters see what they're going to fight. They know their rankings. And, you know, some and let's just say even if you're the champion, you still got to go in that ranking. You still know who you're going to fight. Right. What's wrong with that? You know, and I think that Bellator with their Grand Prix, you know, the welterweight Grand Prix and the Mm -hmm. they're doing, I think, a lightweight or featherweight Grand Prix. I think they're going to get, you know, they they see the value of tournament style fighting. So um, the PFL, I think, are going to really do extremely well with the yes. way yeah, um, yeah with the way that they that they're that they're doing it um the one thing i want to talk about real quick about the pfl is movlid Kal- uh I, you know i've been practicing this actually movlid kai bulev 
Boule. Oh man, I I, I fell okay, down on the job. A, he gets he gets an A for effort, but he gets a C plus for execution. Oh man, <laughs> Movlid Kai Bulaev. Bulaev. Oh man, dude knocked a guy out in ten seconds. That's the point that's I'm trying to get at here. That's all that His name is hard to pronounce, but guess what? Dude knocked a guy out in ten seconds for PFL. It's the fastest knockout they've ever had in the PFL, and I mean it was a flying knee knockout, timed perfectly. Have you seen the highlights of that? I have not seen the highlights. As a matter of fact, as we're talking, I'm bringing it up. But, um, yeah, um, the dude has a hard name to pronounce. He wanted all the smoke. He hits hard. He, he has a hard name to pronounce. What more can we ask from a man? I mean, seriously. Well, there's one thing that you can ask for him, and that is be from Dagestan. <laughs> and that dude is from Dagestan. Like, like, like I'm starting to think that rule number one should no longer be, you know, um, the rule number one should no longer be don't bet against the Russians. Just don't bet against people from Dagestan. If they if it says that they were born or otherwise took a trip to Dagestan at some point in their career, then don't bet against them. This guy's going oh. to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm looking at this. It's oh, like... let me just take 10 seconds. Hold on. We'll just take 10 seconds for you to watch the entire fight. Yeah, that, 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 hold on. Give me a second here. Give me a second. All right. The buffer factor in. on this one is ridiculous. And he, he throws the guy throws a kick. That's not bad. Nice, nice front kick. Bye out. And, and it's he's over. it's over. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's it like over, a 10x. He, he it's a 10 or 11x uh, buffer factor here. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it, he and not only did he he popped him in the knee to I think it was a knee to the jaw. It was so perfect, but then he got him by the back of the head and just plants him on the ground like, "Do not go anywhere." Well, yeah, like he he didn't even try to throw a punch. He knew it that the moment the guy fell down, like the guy fell face first. You know, it was one of those things where he was you know face down, butt up in the air. That like you yeah. know the guy's out because yeah. no, no nobody is gonna take that position unless they are unconscious. <laughs> so in the classic of Mike Tyson's punch out, yeah, that was a that was a one hitter quitter. There right. it is. Just, it, it was over. So so all that to say is that if if there's no other reason than to take a look at PFL, it's that ten second knockout right there. Yes, yes. Uh, you, I don't think there's a there's been a, a more textbook uh, flying knee KO ever. Uh, that was a. It was literally perfectly timed, perfectly. It hit perfectly on the jaw, and it was done. Done. I'm done. All right, Uriah Faber. You remember the California kid? Dude, how old is this man? Can he's I like he's like mid thirties. Like he's not even. I mean, you know, comparatively, he's relatively young compared to some of these fighters who are still trying to make a career. Um, he says that he's accepted a fight for the UFC return. I saw this on MMA Mania. Um, they basically said that he, he thinks that he can still compete and he's accepted a fight, but they have not announced who he is going to be fighting. Well, see, and, and you said the, you said a lot of key words there. He thinks he's ready to compete. Um, nothing against the California kid. I mean, I have much respect for, uh, for being a pioneer and I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a place in, you know, in 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 the in the future for a Hall of Fame spot for him for being a pioneer of, of his division. However, 
These ain't the same kids that he was beating up before in WEC. Okay, this is the UFC. I don't think his record speaks for him. Yeah, it it really does, though. Like, if you go back and look, you know, that was the thing about Uriah Faber um, is the fact that he was a champion in WEC. He came over and he fought for the championship multiple times um, in, in the UFC, and he never won. But he never moved very far from number two or number three in the division. Right. And so at, how many times can you lose the title before it's like there's no other, no other place for you to go? So now that he's lost the title, uh, or now that he's retired and then he's coming back, the landscape has changed because the person who was giving him so many fits was Jose Aldo. Jose is basically Cruz, actually. <laughs> well, it, it was Dominic Cruz, but also Jose Aldo. Like both of those guys were. I mean, so at one thirty-five, uh, uh, it was um, it was Dominic Cruz. At one forty-five, it was Jose Aldo. So like, no matter where he went, he, he, he there wasn't. He, I mean, he couldn't find purchase there. It was just there was no place for him to really go and 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 challenge for the title i think that as you get older it's harder to cut that weight so i think he was fighting at 145 and i think that maybe that's where he's coming back to but now he can potentially fight frankie edgar he could potentially fight max holloway that'd be brutal though i mean uh but but it's frankie edgar i i I, that would be that would be a good classical matchup but you know max holloway i don't know if he's a max holloway type of type of guy i don't think he can go there yeah well you know it that that's the thing though is like as long as it's not Jose Aldo, he can make a make a comeback. So we'll see. Who, it, it, we'll keep our ear to the street and and see what they're going to announce for Uriah Faber, the color the California kid. Uh you gonna call him the Colorado kid? We saw that. You're thinking, uh, of, you're thinking of KC. I see well, it. you know, like yeah, Factory X, Factory X, Factory X. Um, <laughs> no, <clears throat> Team Alpha Male. Uh, Uriah Faber, the California kid. Uh, we'll see who they announce, and and then we'll you know we'll talk about whether or not it's a good matchup for him. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, he was top two, top three in in, in his division uh, consistently, and no one under him could could beat him. So um, I think that he's got a chance. I'm willing to give him a chance. He he left on his own terms. He wasn't leaving because people were beating him. And I'm looking here at his record, which, by the way, he's a he was 34 and 10. His last fight was on was in December of 2016 against, and he won against uh, Brad Pickett. But if you look at his loss losses, uh, yeah, it's a it's a oh my god list uh, yeah. for the most part. The people uh, who beat him are great fighters. Yeah, there's Dominic Cruz, yep. Frankie Edgar, yep, Hennen Burrell. Um, let's see here. Hennen Burrell, Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo. <laughs> I mean, Jose Aldo, then Mike Brown uh, uh, beat him uh, twice. But, you know, these are guys that, you know, that are, are yeah, beasts. They're, they're are beasts. Monsters in, the, in the division. And, I, and the people that he's beaten are, are no slouches either. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's beaten Dominic Cruz. He beat, he beat him on uh, Dominic Cruz early in the career, and I don't think yeah. Dominic really appreciated that. Uh, we're looking at the likes of, let's see here, as we go through here, uh, Jens Pulver. Um, oh, you're going way uh, back. Like, get I know. Rafael Ansao. Ansao. Yeah, him too. Yeah. Um, let's see here. 
like I said, Brad Pickett, France, uh, he beat, you know, Bruce Leroy, of course. That's not hard to do, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, like I said, just a who's who. Anybody um, who was coming up from the, from, you know, from the top 10, trying to get up to that championship, if they went against Uriah Faber, they lost. Uriah Faber, when he fought for the title, and you look, it's every one of those fights against Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, those are all title fights. Mm-hmm. That was what he lost. He could never get over the hump. He was basically the lightweight Kenny Florian. Ooh, Kenny can run up on you, dude. I mean, Kenny can run up on me, but Kenny fought for the title in three different weight classes. And did he ever walk away with gold? No, he didn't. Like he can beat me up if. Well, I don't know that. I mean, I he's not in my weight class. Like I need like three Kennys to to you know to actually don't be in my weight class. But but the fact is is that he can't look. He can't fight me over facts. I, I agree. I agree. He's he's forever the bridesmaid and never the bride. But I'm just yeah. saying, you know. So Uriah Faber is when it comes to the UFC. Uriah Faber is the exact same. You know. Always, always beating the the number one contender and winning that fight, and then losing in the title fight. He's yeah. always done it. I mean, did it against Hinnon Burrell, did it against Jose Aldo, did it against Dominic Cruz. It, it just it was never his night when it came time for the big for the big fight. So I hope he gets another run at it. You know, let him do it until he starts getting knocked out. And once he starts getting knocked out, then you know, yeah, maybe he can a, take a hint. And that's a, and that's another thing. I'm looking here. And I'm only seeing one loss by TKO. All the other losses that he had, decisions. if I'm looking, <clears throat> have, have been decisions. They're all, oh, okay, one, two, two, three, three, three times he has lost by TKO. Yeah, but purchase. one of those fights by TKO was heavily disputed because he got rocked. He started to wrestle, and the referee called the fight off. It was They considered it an early stoppage. Right. So even one of those fights, you know, so you're really down to two, and he's fought forty something fights. Yeah. I mean, th- th- um, this is like, I mean, let's not take anything away from Uriah Faber. That dude is a great fighter. Um, it's just he he hasn't won the big fight. He's gonna make another run at it. Let's see who he's gonna get, and we'll see what he does having had three years off. Right. All right. Let's we'll go see. on. Got to talk about Colby Covington. Why? Because, like, you know, I, I, we got to talk about it. Like he, Brazil, I'm so sorry that we're doing this. He's picking Captain. on John Jones. Oh, does this man? I mean, this. That, you want to know why he's picking on people? Because he doesn't. He knows he will never fight John Jones, so he can say whatever he wants to say about John Jones. John Jones is never going to get in the ring with him. We're never going to see those two to fight. And and so he can say as much as he wants about how he used to drop John Jones on his head back in college. This ain't college, man. I'm telling you, this is that one time in life that I wish fighters, that MMA fighters would act like boxers and just walk up on people and be like, what were you saying again, sir? And and just shut him up because that's the reason why he's talking all that smack is because he knows that nobody's going to come give him what he wants. And I wish this is the one time that I wish John Jones would literally drop this whole I'm a nice guy facade and go go full joker on this guy and just show up on him, okay? And do some things and get it off his chest. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically what Colby Covington is saying that he would beat John Jones. And then he then he woke up. 
he's no, but he's like, drink. but he's like, but since John Jones has the picograms, then I, you know, he he's supercharged, he's super powerful. I can't beat him because he's got the picograms. That's basically the that's basically the line. This is the only time. Am I actually? You're actually making me root for John Jones, and not just John Jones the fighter to go find him and and, and beat him senselessly. I mean, anger beat him, but John Jones the person to just like, dude, drop that persona and go get him. Okay, and that's what you're that's what you're making me do. Don't send your brothers, John Jones. Send yourself and go get him. Yeah, okay? but that's the thing, right? Let me let's let's <clears throat> let's actually just take a moment to show how cowardly Colby Covington is. Because he's picking on a fighter who's two weight classes up from him. And he's saying stuff that he knows it, he's never gonna have to show and prove that he can actually do what he says, you know. Um, he he does. There, there's there's no value in him saying all of this stuff, and he's just he he is so irrelevant now that the only reason why I'm talking about it is because of the fact that it is so ridiculous that this is what he's sunk to. Because now it's his his ability to fight Kamaru Usman is in jeopardy, and if he doesn't get to fight that fight, then he may not get to fight for a title ever again all i'm saying is that i know all right if in the world of social media anybody saying that he is impossible for kobe covington to fight john jones does not know the power of instagram john jones if you're listening to me i i'm just saying man instagram his go to go to his gym and just creep up from behind and be like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And just, I just want to see the video of, of that first look, the look of fear in his eyes, because that's all he's gonna have is fear. Yeah, but the the the, the, the problem just shut it off. That's it. I, you ain't gotta punch him. The problem with you- it, the problem with it is, is that mm-hmm. Colby Covington is saying, "Oh, but it's the picograms because John Jones has the picograms. That's why I can't beat him. It's not because John Jones has an abnormally long." range with his reach it's not because john jones brings you know a true mixed martial arts bag of skills to the octagon it's not the fact that he's one of the most intelligent fighters no it's it's the picograms okay like like like, let's let's just let's just but let's just think about it there's no one there's there's a reason why even with the picograms we still acknowledge the fact that john jones is the most talented MMA fighter on the on the UFC roster and possibly in all of MMA. Picograms or not. Like like okay. like that's John Jones. And now we've got this guy who just runs his mouth and says whatever he wants, wearing a MAGA hat, the and and trying to take pictures with with Donald Trump Jr. with his belt just because he's just trying to stay relevant now. Like, I would love to see John Jones do it, but he's gonna run from it because he's already set it up by saying, well, "I can't do it because of the picograms." Man, if I could turn those picograms off, like stop the pulsing, and just <laughs> where it's like John Jones hasn't pulsed for picograms in six months, then you go run up on him and be like, "What's up, bro?" Like, like you, you gotta, you gotta be like, uh, like. Like uh, Anthony Lionheart Smith, whenever he ran up on KC, and be like, "Yo, you want to fight?" Factory X. 
Like, I, I, look, we're gonna be talking about Factory X in the next segment. So let's just let let's just. I'm just trying to get it out there now. Like that is now the uh, the, the the reference is you want to fight. I, I want John Jones to just run up on him like you said, but he can't have the picograms. They can't be an excuse. Okay, so th- there's the motivation for John Jones to get off. Uh, I'm sorry, not get off, but hopefully. It'll flush throughout his system. Stop pulsing, yeah. right. Yeah, stop pulsing, dude. Another person needs to run up on somebody uh, is this war of words between Tony Ferguson and Ali Abdelaziz. All right? So uh, Ali Abdelaziz is the manager of a lot of fighters, but mainly the one that you know is Habib Nurmagomedov. Well, and so, quite a few. Yeah, he, 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 he's the manager for a lot of them, but yeah. the, the biggest name on his roster is Habib Nurmagomedov. And so right. here's what happened, and I got this from MMA Junkie. Um, earlier this week, ESPN, on their Twitter account, they posted an image of all the fighters that are kind of waiting for this resolution between Dustin Poirier and Habib Nurmagomedov. And so it, it had images of... Uh, uh, Donald Cerrone and 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 uh, Tony Ferguson. It also had Conor McGregor and Justin Gaethje because we think that that's going to be Conor's next fight once he gets uh, healed, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. And so uh, uh, Ali Abdelaziz, what he did was he reposted that image, but he put a chicken emoji on on Conor's head, and he put a clown emoji on Tony Ferguson's head. <laughs> So Tony, Tony didn't like that too much. We we know now that Tony is is wound a bit too tight, and so Tony, when seeing himself being called a clown, responded with basically with threats to Abdel Aziz, and 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 so they basically started this war of words. Now the thing is, is that Ali Abdel Aziz actually used to be an MMA fighter. Wasn't a great MMA fighter, but he did fight. And I think he was an MMA fighter for a little short period of time. Also did some kickboxing or some, or some jiu-jitsu or something like that. But the fact is, is that he is not a UFC caliber fighter. And so him picking fights, you know, knowing that he's got this stable of elite athletes where that, that's going to have his back, is just kind of cowardly to me as well. So I'm putting, we're going to have to start this, this coward's coven or something like that where we can stick, you know, a stable of people who talk smack when they know that there's no consequences to the smack that they're talking because lord knows if if abdel Aziz really want to step into that ring with 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 tony ferguson tony would oblige that with the quickness yes but you know when managers start doing that and we knew it was going to happen eventually only thing when you said this when you were talking about this all I can remember was Bobby the Brain Heenan's from WWE and WCW uh, being a stable manager there and talking some of the most glorious smack talk than anybody would uh, that you've ever heard. And that's what I hear when you say that. I'm like, dude, give it up, all right? You know what? I understand you. You are down. You are down for your for your fighters like faux flat tires. I get that. You are willing to pull the shirt off your back for your fighters. You no, know he's not. I don't believe that he is. I don't believe that he is. I think he is. Because you got to understand, there's something about about Ali. It's the same thing that I say about John Jones. There is something there that ju- that is just off. Okay, with John Jones, we know. 
Daniel Cormier shows that side of, of John Jones that I've always that I've always sensed about him. I sense the same thing about Ali. Okay, he he has a he. I think he's that dude that you know that that you know will sit there and say, you know what, man, he got that problem with you. I'll be right back, and he'll go and find that dude. I think he's that dude. No, he is not that dude. He. If he was that dude, then when UFC 229 popped off, it wouldn't have been Dylan Dennis that was fighting. It wouldn't have been. Uh, it wouldn't have been you know uh, Habib jumping over the fence and fighting Dylan Dennis. It wouldn't have been Habib's you know uh, Tukagov and and all those guys. It would have been Ali fighting. Where was Ali in all of this? That is a very good question. Where was he? Was he in the? Was he even in the arena? I don't. I, I think he might have been hiding. We can go back and watch the two twenty nine video. That's something that's easy to do. But the fact okay. is, is that I disagree. I don't think Ali Abdel Aziz is the kind of guy that's going to go and find somebody and 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 hem them up the way Habib hemmed up. Artem Lobov. No, he's going to be that guy that's going to be a Twitter warrior. He's going to be the guy that's taking over Habib's Twitter account and talking smack on behalf of Habib, using Habib's account to stir up some mess. Oh, I don't think him. I don't think of him as a as a messer. He is a messer. He just you know shots were fired. Like he like Tony wasn't even wasn't even talking to Ali, and Ali went and and, and called him a clown. In, on Twitter, like huh? Ali is starting, he's starting mess. Like that's why I'm saying you got Kobe Covington, and now you got Ali Abdelaziz. Like those guys, I'm putting them in the same wow. bucket. Wow, wow, that's that's pretty hard. Same bucket. You're in the same bucket, guys. Because <laughs> you're picking fights with fighters that you know you ain't got to fight, and that for me is cowardly. I agree. But I don't know, man. I think I'm about to. We got to do a deep dive in uh, old Ali and see what he's about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I think we can do that. I think we could do that. All right. So another guy that Ali has been picking on is Conor McGregor. Mm. Calling Conor McGregor a quitter. Calling because he tapped out. Like this is this is the thing. Like I know Habib is not the guy that's going to sit there and just be a, a smack talker like like Connor. But when you see it coming from Habib, it's probably coming by way of ghost writer Ali. Wow. Um well, and Habib so he ain't got the ain't got the chops for for witty sarcasm, huh? Habib I mean, when if when has Habib ever said anything that's just been like dope? Like he's only said a couple of things, right? You know, um, send me location. Send me location oh, yeah. was classic, right? But but listen, yeah. it's send me location. It's not it's 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 not a Twitter war, right? When when Habib talks smack, it's like you remember the other great line that he had against Connor at leading up to two twenty nine was Connor was making fun of how uh, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov was. Uh, you know his people were conquered by the you know the larger Russian Soviet Union or whatever, and and uh, Habib threw back at him and goes, yeah, you know, just like y'all were conquered by the English, and you know, and he goes, I see you're I see you're speaking English today and not your not your native language, and that just was like, boom, yes, 
It's like that is the that is the trash talk that Habib does. Like Habib is like, hmm, I've studied I studied Gaelic history and and realized that you have a have a weak spot here. Um, so I'm gonna call that out in in the uh, in the press conference. Like all this Twitter stuff, that's not Habib. We can't you yeah. like I don't even credit like if Habib says something that's other than send me location. It's not Habib. <laughs> and the fact is, is that Habib ain't gonna talk smack during Ramadan anyway because it's Ramadan. Exactly. So hey, you know it, it's not even it's not even religiously possible for him to talk smack right now. Like okay. study 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 your 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 Muslim theology, your Islamic theology. You'll see that there's no way that Habib is talking smack for these 30 days. So if there's smack that's being talked, it's uh, Ali Abdel Aziz. You know what? And I will agree with that because you just reminded me of saying that, that he did, that Ali did a, um, did a, a interview. And I, I want to say it was with Ariel Hawani. No, he doesn't like Ariel Hawani. It was somebody else. Who doesn't like he, Ariel Hawani? Like that dude is he, like the most genuine dude on the planet. Dude. He has like le- legitimate, like if I see him on the street, it's on type beef with him yet okay. again yeah you want to fight again. ariel hawani i, I mean he, come on I bro one of, i don't think he want to fight him i think he wants to run him over okay i think he honestly wants to wants to inflict bodily harm with as little with with as little effort as possible all right i'm just yeah. saying like why you want to chase after a, a fight your or hurt hurt little freaking uh Ariel Hawani, like there's Hold on. Dana. Dana wants to hurt him. Yeah, yeah Dana but Dana wants to hurt him because Dana has issues with the fact that Ariel Hawani is going to ask the question that everybody wants to know, but nobody wants to ask because it's Dana. But sure. but Ariel Hawani has so much credibility in 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 the MMA journalist realm that like he can ask that question. And how are you not going to have Ariel Hawani in in your journal row, right? Like he's 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 that guy. Him plus, him and Karen Bryant, you you. You got to have those two. And plus, you know, Dana is a Trump supporter, so he doesn't – I don't know if he likes the journalist core, the, the journalist core anyway. But going back to Ali, he – when he was doing the interview, he cussed during Ramadan, okay? He cussed, and I was just like, dude, what are you doing? And he physically – he vocally said, I'm not – I don't want to, you know, talk bad. I don't want to cuss, but – Dropped the f bomb right there, and I was like, "Dude, that was less than five words." Okay, come on, man. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So yeah, we got to do a deep dive on Ali. I'm just saying, Ali, that's the dude that he don't, is. Like, don't, that's don't. the guy he is. I, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I got to come up with a name for it. That's what I'm gonna work on this week. Is I'm gonna come up with a name for all of these people that are talking so much trash, but they're talking trash to people that they're not gonna have to back up back it up against oh we got a word for that and that's just you know punks cowardly punks all right all there right, you and, go it, and i, I didn't say it you said that. it so if he comes know, rolling yeah, up uh, it's yeah, on you I, i'm gonna like, my name is ryan smith no and, it's not you know, the, the john keys you're looking for is about six foot four and he's about 300 some 300 plus pounds and he's in the marketing department of some company yeah, okay, yeah, so, okay, whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about Ali talking smack to Connor. Connor is trying to get ready because his his uh, suspension from USADA for UFC 229 is almost over. Uh, it, <laughs> it looks like he's going to be fighting Justin Gaethje, and so um, we're, we're, that's a good fight. That's I think that's a good fight, and I think that's the fight that he needs to get a W. Um, I think that that's the fight that he could get a W with if he's if he's careful. 
Um, and, and that means that um, he's got to start training. And so he's been training, and then he broke his hand. He broke his left hand. And so what we've seen is that fighters like Daniel Cormier, fighters like Tyrone Woodley, as they get later in their careers, they're starting to have these hand problems where they're getting, you know, Tyrone Woodley specifically is coming down with, you know, these, these arthritic conditions in their hands. Now that Connor broke his hand, you know, there's a chance that he may not be able to sustain that left, that left, that powerful left that he's knocked so many fighters out in the past. Now that it's broken, you know, there's a chance that he may not be as powerful. Yeah, that is true. Uh, once you break the hand, it doesn't work correctly ever again. Um, so I don't care how how anybody says it. You know, once a once a bone has been broken, it can it never sets right. I know. I have a fractured I have a fractured wrist, and I bro I have a fracture in my right, and I've broken my left wrist. And believe me, they I could pop they pop out of place at odd times. I have to pop them. So back that's in. why you walk around with your hands like that. Yes. I don't know. I'm not even going to entertain that. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm making jokes. I did not walk around like Roger D'Angelo. <laughs> that's what you're, that's, what, yes. that's the image that you that jumped in your mind like it jumped in mine. I yes. did not walk around like Roger D'Angelo. Yes. Okay? That's <laughs> it. But yeah, so I mean, and it's and it's and you know, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, that it act that it actually happened. So um, best of best of luck for Connor to recover that hand. Because if once yeah. your power is gone, I mean, you, that, what you got left? Yeah, he's gonna start getting into some jujitsu or something like that. Lay yeah, off that it. left hand for a while or something like that. I don't know, but someone who's gonna come forward like Justin Gaethje, you need the ability to use that left hand. So hopefully he'll be able to use it and won't immediately break it again. Like that's what I'm gonna be looking for in that fight if they get it scheduled and everything is whether or not he's going to be able to use that left hand like he's done it in the past and whether or not coming out of that fight, it's not broken again. Yeah, either that or he better be fast on his feet. Yep, get on the horse, get on the, get on the bicycle. That's what they say, right? No. Yep. All right, <clears throat> you know, they call this person the Turk in, in the NFL. That's the guy that comes and calls you into the coach's office right before you're cut from the team. Um, the Turk has been busy in the UFC with uh with four fighters that are that that uh have been cut the biggest name of those four fighters is Elias Theodoro who just got finished fighting at UFC Ottawa wow wow um i i i don't, I don't get this one he was a he was an 8 and 3 fighter he had a good standing um he didn't have the I, I, I want to say it was the last fight where he was it wasn't the best fight but right dang yeah not enough to cut the dude yeah especially given the fact that you've got such a big market in Canada and you know he's one of those guys that has some re, some you know some name recognition you know he's a good looking dude so people pay attention to him <clears throat> you know he's you know with the relationship that UFC has with uh Invicta he's a ring boy for Invicta you know so he's getting out to the female audiences there there's I, a lot I, of things that he was that. doing right and and I can say and this is my only claim to fame my only one of my few stories of stardom is I actually got to meet Elias Theodoru in Ottawa uh maybe three years ago when the last time that the UFC was in Ottawa and asked him for a picture. He was super cool. Shook my hand, 
you know, and, and went on about his, his, his way, his, you know, his day. So, you know, he's all, and, and he's always been that just super cool, intelligent dude, but in so much as he is, I, I, there was something that they, that I, I don't know, I think I got this from MMA uh, mania, but one of the things that they said is that he has been working with the USADA to try to get a therapeutic use exemption for in competition cannabis for medical reasons. And that may be why they cut him. I will agree with that, All right? Because if that happens, that opens up a that's it, that opens up a door for a lot of other fighters to sit there and say, "Hey, hold on," you know, like Sugar Sean O'Malley. Well, you know, he did it. Um, Nick, the Diaz brothers, yeah. Uh-huh. Both of them use uh, cannabis to overcome a lot of their anxiety and, uh, um, you know, th- neurological issues, whatever they have. Yeah. Um, they, they use cannabis to be able to help them cope with that. Um, there's a lot of fires. I mean, you know, Matt Riddle has found himself a career in professional wrestling, but that was one of the one of my favorite fighters who got cut because of the fact that he refused to give up his medical marijuana in order to help himself cope with a lot of the things that he was dealing with. Um, the, uh, the, the, I, I feel like that once a fighter starts getting a little bit too political, starts working the system, that the UFC sees that person as a potential threat, and so therefore they, they just part ways. Because I really don't see why a fighter like Elias Theodoru would be cut. Like these other guys, uh, Wilson Heiss, um, he's a, he's, you know, he's a, a flyweight fighter, been knocked out a couple of times. Demetrius Johnson knocked him out. Um, uh, uh, Henry Cejudo knocked him out. Like he's lost his last maybe three or four fights. Like, yeah, I got, I got that. Marcelo Golm, I, I see, yeah. you know, I can see that. Like, who was that guy? Yeah. Eric Shelton, who was that guy? Like, I can see why yeah. these guys are getting cut. But someone as big a name as Elias Theodoro and the UFC not offer any other reason why they're cutting him. It's just we cut him. I, I, I feel like there's something that's political that's attached that's motivating that that's not um, his performance in the octagon. And I think that and I think you hit the nail on the head there. I really do. So, well, we shall see. I, I think eventually the the reasons will come out in the ne- in the next coming weeks, and we will you know, we will judge then. I guess. All right. Last story, and I kind of hoped that KC would have been here for this one, so we may have to revisit <laughs> this one next week. And that is Washington State has a mutual combat law. So basically, two people. If they're having a disagreement, they can just say, we'll settle this with fisticuffs right now. They call the police. Police show up, and he's, they're like, ready, fight. And you can fight with a police officer present just to make sure that everything's on the up and up. And, you know, once someone goes down, then the fight's over, and you walk away. No, you don't get arrested, no ticketing, nothing. You just fight and walk away. That is beautiful. I just want to know. Do you get the option of having the the officer cut on the, the 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 lights, the police lights, while you're fighting? That way to give it a give it a whole street fighter feel. Oh, you know, I don't know, but that would be kind of cool. But now, how how interesting would it be? Would it to to be walking down the street in Washington and 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 two people are just having disagreement? All of a sudden, the cop car pulls up and they start you know kicking off their shoes and 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 bouncing around, getting ready to fight. It's like, 
okay, I think I'll just sit and watch this. You know, I'll start yelling "World Star" and and, and you know maybe I get some some you know, some likes. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't. I mean, that's something serious to think about. I mean, does the does the police officer is he the ref? Does he tell them? Yes. You know, no punches to the groin, no biting, no nothing like that. I mean. I mean, I'm, that's, yeah, the that's, police officer is there to ensure that the fight is a fair fight. And right. so um, the, the the link that I that I that I came across, um, maybe I'll add it to the to the to the website, to the post, because it, um, I don't know if you're aware of uh, a guy by the name of Phoenix Jones. Yes, I do know who he is. So he's, for a, the, he's a street vigilante. Yeah, yeah, so for those of you out there, Phoenix Jones is, you know, if you've ever seen that movie um, where there's a guy who becomes a street vigilante and dresses up as a superhero and goes out and fights kind of small-time crime, um, that's what Phoenix Jones does. And he's got a crew of about three guys that go out every night and patrol the streets. He carries a can of, um, of you know, mace or, you know, pepper spray or whatever, and, you know, he's dressed in a costume and he's out there patrolling the streets. Well, there's a video of him taking advantage of the Washington State Mutual Combat Law. That These guys had a problem with Phoenix Jones. And so he's like, would you like to settle this with a fight? And and so they're like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, these these dudes, I'm, I'm sure they've been they've been drinking or whatever, but. They don't I don't they don't really understand that there is a law that allows them to fight. And so Phoenix is like, you know, let, let's be clear. He he's kind of goading them on like, would you want to fight this out? And they're like, yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah, yo, you want to fight? We can fight. So one of his other homeboys is calling the cops. Cop shows up. And so they're talking about it. And he's like, listen, we're willing to walk away right now. But if you want to settle this with a fight, I consent to a fight. Like he's using those words. I consent to a fight. What people don't know is that Phoenix Jones is an MMA athlete. He is a mixed martial <laughs> artist fighter. So him consenting to a fight really isn't a fair fight because dude dude knows what he's doing. So what happens is he consents to a fight. The other guy who has a problem with him consents to a fight. Um, I think they kick off their shoes. To be honest, I think they kicked their shoes off. Cops there. They shake hands. The fight is on. And all of a sudden you see uh, Phoenix Jones go from just like standing around talking smack to to like bouncing around, you know, using crazy athletic footwork. I mean, it's almost like he's doing the jinga from uh, from Capoeira, but but not right. Oh, wow. I mean, but it just that that is how agile and just I mean, he's almost cat like in, in, in his movements. And this other dude is just like standing there like waiting. And then come the leg kicks. And so this outside leg kick that Phoenix Jones starts landing on this dude is debilitating. And he lands one <laughs> so hard that the guy, his whole body turns like that's how hard it was. And so you see him land this leg kick. The guy's body turned. And as he stops standing back up to turn, Phoenix comes over the top with an overhand right and just lays the guy out. I mean, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful combo. And it's like now all that that, that guy's friends, now they want to fight. And he's like, nope, 
that was the consensual fight. I don't consent to any of the fights. We're leaving now. And the cops there is like, okay, you have to stop. You have to calm yourself down. And the cops there, and they just walk away. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Could we do this in Texas? We could. I, I think the cops would be extremely busy and entertained at the same time. Yeah, the problem, though, is is like we still have this gun problem, right? Like everybody has a gun. Yeah. Everybody has a gun. So it's like, okay, maybe I'm losing this fight, but now um, now I'm going to find you a bit later. And we're going we're gonna to redo this, but now instead of it being Street Fighter, it's going to be Hogan's Alley. Well, see, <laughs> well, see, that's a, and, and that's a, that's a, that's, that's a, uh, pretty much says a lot about the people that are involved in that fight. Okay. You got to be a man about it and just take your beating and just walk away. If you want to shake his hand, you can shake his hands. If you don't want to shake his hand, that's cool. But walk away and leave it alone. See, this yeah. is the thing for me. I've I, I've followed this sport for too long. Mm-hmm. I've followed this sport for too long. That now, if I am in a situation where someone's like, "You want to fight?" and they're talking to me, and I'm six foot three, I'm over three hundred pounds. I am not a small dude. And if a small dude is coming up no. to me asking me if I want to fight, he knows something. <laughs> I'm just saying, like most people are smaller than me, and if they want to fight. It's because they know something. They either they either know something or they've got some ace in the hole. Like nobody just up and says, "I'm going. Let's fight just to fight." True, true. Or they just got a Napoleon complex complex and thinks that you know they just got through watching you know Rocky Five or Rocky Three. We'll say Rocky Three. Rocky Three is a good. One. Yeah, because Rocky Five. And, like, why would you pick that one? That's the Tommy know, Gun right? one. Tommy, That's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, but Rocky Three was clever Lang. So yeah, we'll, we'll 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 he just got through watching that. He's hyped himself up. He's coming up to the first guy he sees, Ergo Ryan, and he's like, you know, you're gonna buy my lunch. And Ryan looks at him strange and like, no, I'm not gonna do that. And you know, the guy throws a punch. Ryan uppercuts him. He flies in the air. He's you know, it is what it is. See, I like that. I like I like that narrative. I'm glad. I'm glad you like that. Yeah, I, got, yeah, I, got yeah. I got a few. Yeah. I got a few. I got a few. Yeah, in well, the air. Yeah, yeah, like in the air, like you know, and then and then and then some smaller guy runs up to him after he's been hit, and then they yell, "You got knocked the yeah. out." So and anyway, friend tries to run up on you, and you're like, "You want some of this too, old man?" And like, no, <laughs> no. And he just runs off. <laughs> so 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 that's that's the finding the uh, finding the angles. Uh, we'll have to revisit this this mutual combat law because I want to hear what Casey has to say about that one. But um, but yeah, I I thought it'd be interesting. I thought about how it would work in Texas, and then I got instantly afraid. Yeah. You you got every right to be. Um here in here in the DFW area, um there are too many people that are not man enough to take a beating and say they got beat. Okay. There it is. And so let's talk about men who are man enough to take a beating in the next segment we like to call the fight card. All right, this is the fight card. This is where we look at the fights that are coming up this weekend. The one that I'm excited about is UFC Fight Night Gustafson versus Smith. That's cousin Anthony Lionheart Smith from 
Factory X. Uh, it's happening this Saturday, June the 1st, in Ericsson Globe Arena in Stockholm, Sweden. We got six fights on the card. Daniel Tamer versus Sung Bin Jo. We got Christos Giagos versus Demir Hadsovic. We got Makwan Amerkani versus Chris Fishkol. Jimmy, the poster boy, Manua versus Alexander Rakic. In the co-main event, we got Alir Latifi versus Vulcan Ozdemir. And then in the main event of the evening, Alexander Gustafson versus Anthony the Lionheart Smith. Um, let's make three flash fight picks. So we got okay. Jimmy Manuel versus Alexander Rakic. Now, a reason why I'm picking this one is because Jimmy's been kind of on a slide lately. I think that if if, if Rakic wins this fight, we might see Manuel go the go the 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 way of the Theodoro. I think Man Manuel knows that, and he I think he's gonna pull it through. I'm going with Manuel. I don't believe in Manuel anymore. I Whoa. just don't believe in him. I'm going with Rakic. Wow. All right. Co-main event, Ilir Latifi, the freaking, like, he, his nickname should be The Thing. Like, he is a flesh version of that rock monster guy from the Fantastic Four. That is Ilir Latifi versus Volkan Ozdemir. No huh? Uh, he has no neck. He has no he, neck. He, he has muscles where, where normal body parts are supposed to be. I Man. He's got he's got muscles in his armpit for Christ's sake. This dude's a wrecking machine. Yeah, Alir Latifi is the inspiration for the shampoo head and shoulders. Because <laughs> the dude is just head and shoulders, man. And nothing else. I mean, I, I that's a good one. Vulcan Ozdemir. I in this fight, I like him, but I don't like I don't I think Alir got him. Uh, I don't. I would be if he submits him. I want to know how. Okay, that's what I need to know. I need to know how Vulcan's going to do it. Vulcan, Vulcan's a striker, dude. He is not. A, he is not a submission specialist. And I got him. I got him confused with somebody else. I believe. Yeah, um, Vul Vulcan Ozdemir is is pure striker, and 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 you know Styles make fights. Alir Latifi is it's a wrestler. Grappler. He's he's a grappler. He's in and he's got headlocks that that like freaking, you know. That thing is like putting someone in the stocks. His headlocks wonder, are so tight. I wonder if he can take the Ben Askren challenge and win. Yo, yes, twice, yes. I want to. I, I think we need to go on his Twitter and challenge him. You know what? We will do that tomorrow. We will challenge Elir Latifi to the Ben Askren watermelon challenge. Hey, so th this is my thing. I picked Elir Latifi in the la in his last fight. Um, I forgot who it was against, but I had a strong Elir Latifi, and the dude just tried to strike with his opponent and he lost if Alir Latifi just tries to strike with Vulcan Ozdemir Vulcan will win but this is the last time I'm going to be so confident with Alir Latifi Alir I'm talking to you you are a wrestler you are a grappler take this man down finish this fight I think that's going to happen I got Alir Latifi if he tries, tries to strike I'm going to be wrong it's going to be Vulcan Ozdemir <laughs> He's gonna take him down. He's gonna beat him. So I got Ilir Latifi in this fight. Main event: Alexander Gustafson versus Anthony Lionheart Smith. Who you got? Woo! Just that's it. No, no lead in, no analysis there. Just who you got? Okay. All right. Um, Look, we could do some. You got Alexander Gustafson, who is an elite kickboxer. Dude is, dude is super tall, super long, fighting Anthony Smith. Who, I mean, he's a big dude, but. 
Anthony Smith is the kind of guy who's going to come in there and he he does a lot of things well. And and so he will make it into kind of this this grueling fight that as it goes three rounds, four rounds, five rounds, that's when he starts to wear on you. Whereas Alexander Gustafson, if he's able to stay back and just punch and kick, he can pick you apart because his striking is just so elite. So it's whether or not Anthony Smith can get inside and make this into something that's more of a street fight as opposed to something that's elite striking that Alexander Gustafson is known for, where he will just touch you up, cut you up, and then by the time you're getting into the into the championship rounds, then you don't have much left, that you don't have much gas left. I don't see this fight going to a finish. I think this is going to go to a decision either way. Um, but um, Anthony's got to have a solution for the elite striking of Alexander Gustafson. So now, who you got? Okay, with what you said, I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to go Anthony Smith due to the fact that with everything that you said that he needed to do, he did it, and he did it against John Jones. That fight right there proves to me that while he may not be able to beat John Jones, may or may not, he is more, he'll be more than enough for Alexander Gustafson. Um, Alexander Gustafson let me down. He's let me down a couple of times. And so I'm a bit gun-shy picking him. And, and, and the thing is, is that I believe in his striking ability. There's a reason why he was considered one of the greatest light heavyweights in the division. There's a reason why he took John Jones in their first fight to the fifth round. There's a reason why he took Daniel Cormier to the fifth round. Like both of those fights, arguably Alexander Gustafson won. Yeah, and, and, but... and I just, the last fight against John Jones, I didn't see that same fighter. And so I'm really gun shy about picking Alexander Gustafson. However, because I know KC is going to pick Anthony Lionheart Smith, because yeah. I know you just picked Anthony Lionheart Smith, I'm going to be the contrarian, and I'm going to go with Alexander <laughs> Gustafson. I'm on the Swedes train. I'm picking against Cousin Anthony. That's right. I'm picking against Cousin Anthony Lionheart Smith. Please do not come up on me. If you're going to take out your frustration, there is a dude who represents us who is at your gym. Exactly. And he does want to fight. Yeah, he does. He really does. He talks. He really a lot. does. He was like, I got him. Oh, dude. He, he analyzed you. He picked you apart. And he said he could take you. Yeah, he talked about your weaknesses. Dude. That's I'm right. That's why KC is not here right now. So he yeah. can't defend himself. That's right, KC. We are getting that fight <laughs> scheduled. We are your hype men. We are your, uh, your Ali Abdel Aziz. That's who we are. Tell him to send you location. Send man. you location. I tell you, it's in Denver. <laughs> we got you, man. We got your way back. We got you all the way back from the Lone Star State, man. You can do this. Yes, you can. All right. This is going to go on the show, man. It's going to be so great. <laughs> all right. Okay, look, because I, because I like KC and I don't want him to get hurt. Mr. Sir Anthony Lionheart Smith, sir, we know this ain't a joke. We know this is real stuff, and we don't want you to take this seriously whatsoever. So please do not beat up KC. Please do not send anybody to beat up KC on your behalf. But do make it good, though. If you roll with them, roll with them, okay? Just make say hi. Like, just become yeah. friends. Yeah. Like, that's it. Let them know you listen. 
he's actually a good fan. He's a he's kind of a fan of yours. He's fanboying you. He's 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 he's, he's you know he's shy. God, it sounds like we're setting him up on a date. I know, man. Well, look, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Look, look, we take it all back. We take it all back. We take it all back. Look, we 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 we're, we're we're writing checks that KC has to cash. <laughs> KC got money. <laughs> he ain't got look. He ain't got that kind of money though. <laughs> All right. Well, follow us on social media on Twitter. I'm at CST Ryan. And I am at Keys to Victory, and that's Keys with an ES. That's also your Instagram handle, and my Instagram handle is Combat Sports Talk. You can uh, check out our website at www.combatsportstalk.com, and you can find us on any one of your favorite podcasting platforms. We've got merchandise. Check our website for our, our, our merchandise link. And we have a section for live events. Hoping to do one with uh, with George G. Money Stallworth in the next couple of weeks for uh, the next pay per view on June eighth. And do you have anything else before we go? Uh, no, not this week. Uh, what's on for Memorial Day? I did a few videos of me cooking. So if you want to see what what I do on uh, when I'm not talking, you know, MMA or doing IT work, I cook. So you know, just I'll I'll check and see if the if the videos are back up there. I'll if not, I'll repost them and and people enjoy it. All right, there you go. Our theme music is composed by Scott McCurry at scottdeancountry.com and KC Onyebuchi produced our lead-ins. I want to thank you for joining us for another edition of Combat Sports Talk. For John Keyes, I'm Ryan Smith reminding you to keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. And don't hurt KC! Combat Sports Talk.